Probably he means no harm. He's very, very short on charm. You have a great gift for Ryan. Yes, yes. Some of the time. Enough of that! Percy, are there rocks ahead? If they are, we all be dead. No more rhymes now, I mean it! Anybody want to pin it? Welcome to the Cutline Podcast with your host, Michael Cavalunas. now that you did it again runner up i swear to god he's gonna win one of these days but as tilting as golf can get for tony finau how about pga dfs it was sure a fun sunday at the genesis invitational but it's in the past it's over and this week the pga invites us to the wgc mexico champ no 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 wait 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 the wgc workday championship at the concession club that's right where for the second week in a row premium golfers will be a plentiful what about me what do i do do i just stand here like an object no you do an eclectic celebration of the dance you do fussy 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 you do martha graham martha graham martha graham or twyla 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 or michael kidd michael kidd michael kidd michael kidd or madonna 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 but you keep it all inside. All right, just work on that. I'll be right back. Hello, Canada. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. Hello, Australia. And shall I keep going? Hello, Germany. Welcome to the show, Netherlands. You're back. Spain, Argentina, New Zealand, Australia, Austria. We are worldwide. Indiana, you are all forgiven. All is absolved. You are welcome to listen all you want. But the cut line continues to give solid lineups, winning lineups, lineups that are getting you to plenty of wieners. Ah, winners. And if you're not gambling while you're playing PGA DFS, what are you doing? My man, Tommy D, nailing another first round winner. It was like two grand in the pocket, man. Two grand in the pocket. I had a lot invested on Fitz, only nailed on the top five. Man, he was so close, so close, fell apart on round four. I'm Michael Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter, L-I-U-N-A-S. We had a fun weekend, profiting a total of $1 in DFS. Do I like doing it like that? Nope. First or last for me, first or last. That is what I always look for in my GPPs. But let's tackle the good, the bad, and the ugly. So the good, we nailed Rom, we nailed Nailed Finau, nailed Scotty, nailed Tringale. Even though Fitzpatrick let me down, I was all over him. Finished top five, okay? All over the board. Did I have Max Homa? Mm, Not really. Bad. Justin Thomas. 
right? What the hell, man? What were you doing last weekend? Obviously grieving over the death of his grandfather, going through all the public relations stuff that he has to do after dropping the little slur. Shame on you. But anyways, of course, the other bad, Tony Finau did everything he could to win. Max Homa did everything he could to lose, but still pulled it off in the extra hole. And of course, the ugly. My ugly for this weekend, very simply said, the pin placement on Sunday, round four pin placement, was a direct response to how windy it was on Saturday. And it was too easy. It was way too easy. Come on, PGA. Come on, Genesis Invitational. You're better than that. Make that winner earn it. And I don't think that happened at round four. Too many easy pin locations. Too many eagles. Too many birdies. I love seeing that type of golf. But don't get me wrong. This was not the tournament for it. But we're moving on. We're moving on. So the cut line is here to bring you in-depth analysis of the WGC Workday Championship. And we're going to do the best we can boring to make sure that you're cashing big on sunday in addition we'll be, sh- be sure to bring in timely wax greenside sun traps and a putt that might drop in through the back door and the goal of the cut line is to make sure that you're creating winning lineups your best lineups lineups that are kicking ass and taking names and scoring big with everyone's favorite six of six golfers through the cut line which is going to be very easy this week because there is no cut line. That's right. And there are no cut lines at the WGC events. Product placement right there. So, it's Wednesday night. You're building your lineups. You just don't know where ownership's going to land this weekend, but that's foolish. Easy fix. Go to Fanshare Sports, FanshareSports.com, and even with my own personal ownership projections, I know that a second opinion is incredibly important. The guys I trust, Fanshare Sports. Why? Because I'm the guy who does the ownership of Fanshare Sports. So, very easy fix. Go to FanshareSports.com, sign up, and a discount code, write the word CUTLINE, and you'll receive 20% off your monthly membership. Remember, ownership is a leverage not to be belittled. Of course, we give a shout-out to PGA Tour and Fantasy National. You want to build better, stronger lineups. My process starts with these two sources. Gives me a huge leg up week in and week out. Are your lineups in the gutter? It's probably because you're not using PGA Tour. It's probably because you're not using Fantasy National. It's probably because you're not using Fan Share Sports. Easy fix. Turn that flagstick upside down. Get your scores to the top of GPPs. Do it right, man. So Florida is the place to be this weekend as the golfers will take on the challenges at the Concession Club in Tampa. This is a no-cut event and picking the right players is a premium. This weekend's greens will be a challenge as again, Bermuda makes putting as difficult as ever. And the question that we need to ask ourselves is what are our golfers looking at this weekend? Now the Concession Club is a par 72, 700 7,400-yard Nicholas Design course with Bermuda Greens. There is no course history here. So as far as we're looking, we have very opinions here on the difficulty of the course. And I know that we are in Florida, so we'll see plenty of bunkers and plenty of water. And the emphasis is going to be on the approach game as the fairways, as far as I can tell, are very generous. Now, this is not a PGA Tour course. It is not in the Tour rotation, so there are no strict data here. Now, 
This course does have the highest slope rating of any public course that's identified by the USGA. You're going to see two-inch rough, maybe three, four-inch rough if they let it grow out. On top of that, Nicholas Designs are there to challenge golfers on approach shots around the green and on the green. So it's going to be a fun four days. Is scoring going to be incredibly difficult like we'll see next week at the API? I completely doubt it. But it's not going to be a birdie fest cakewalk either where par fives are going to be coming a premium here at the concession course. Key stats that I'm looking at. Strokes gain, tee to green, par five scoring, ball striking, approach, and strokes gained around the green. The little small aspect that I'm going to tag along, DraftKings scoring and scoring in general. These are the key stats that I'm looking at. But the question is, who am I playing this weekend? These two putts from victory. Only needs one. Got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this is the Cut Lines Birdie or Better segment where we will start from the top 11K range all the way down through the 7K range and dissect who our favorite plays are this weekend. I am going to start, though, with a slight disclaimer. This is a WGC event. This is a no-cut event that is filled with some of the best golfers in the world. Basically all of the best golfers in the world. You need to get unique. You need to get different to win in these tournaments. But here's the thing. It's a no-cut event. There's a lot of randomness involved. There's a lot of volatility involved. If you're going to go big in DFS this weekend, I highly advise against it. Because even though something might look excellent Saturday morning... It could all fall apart Saturday evening and into Sunday. The point is, anyone has a shot to win this tournament. Well, I shouldn't say that, but you're looking at a top tier of DJ, Rom, Xander, JT, Rory, Cantlay. These are guys we love to play any weekend that we see them. So, it's going to be an interesting weekend. But we're going to go straight to this top tier. And we're looking at the 11K down to the 10K range. And the three guys that I like are Xander, JT, and Rory. I think a lot of guys are going to go to DJ. I think a lot of guys are going to Rom. And I'm not going to say, like, that's a bad choice. That's a bad idea and concept to start your lineups there. But the fact is that if they're going to garner a lot more ownership than, say, Xander, Justin, Thomas, and Rory McIlroy, then I'm most definitely going to take a shot on the lower-owned guys and try to get leverage to the field in that regard. Rory, right now coming in at just a shade above 10%, has not been playing well. And Justin Thomas, as we all know, he basically fell apart at the at the Waste Management Phoenix Open on round four. And, of course, missed the cut last weekend. We could talk about historical data here at the WGC, but all finishing positions are based on WGC Mexico. So it's kind of irrelevant. But what I do like about just JT, he's coming off the missed cut. Now, I do think that's going to actually boost his ownership a little bit because people are going to want to get different. If that's the case, if that ownership gets too high with Justin Thomas, we get to 18, 19, 20%, then I will deviate and go to Rom, who should probably sneak back down to like 14, 15%. But vice versa, whoever that happens between the two of them, even if that happens to DJ, that is the route I'm going to go. Now, my key plays for JT and Rory in this kind of situation, in terms of like WGC events and DraftKings scoring, Rory ranks number one in the field. Justin Thomas ranks number four. 
DJ and Rom rank three and five respectively, but Xander ranks number four as well. But in my projections for this tournament, Xander ranks number three. So I do like that concept for him and trying to get him in there. In my confidence model, all these guys are in the top 10. Aggregate model, all these guys are in the top 10. Overall stat model, all these guys are in the top 15 with Rory kind of shaking out, barely, barely squeaking in the 15th place. So it's kind of interesting how this, this top range looks. You're going to have to make some tough choices, eliminate some guys. I do suggest like sticking with the core because you want win equity. Isn't That's what I'm looking for. So whether you're doing the core cascading method, whether you're doing like a solid core and running with them in a three max, like for example, last weekend I had a core of four in all my three max lineups. Did it pay off? No, it didn't. But the week before that, I had the six of six in all three lineups and win equity with those plays. Of course, with randomness, if you hit... If you hit, you're going to be money. So we're going out of the 9K range, and there's really nowhere to hide here. You have great golfers all the way from uh, from DeChambeau down to Colin Morikawa. Um, the pricing is kind of interesting. The Vegas odds are kind of interesting. The ownership all shakes out very interesting. Right now, ownership in terms of what I've initially projected, we're looking at Finau, Terrell Hatton, Victor Hovland. They're all getting a lot of love. With that being the, the said, I'm going back to Tony Finau. He's eventually going to win. Um, he's a scoring machine. We know he's going to be playing all four rounds. Why wouldn't you put him in your DraftKings lineups? I mean, he's almost like a dead set birdie scorer. People are going to say, well, he's affected by the second place finish. Again, I'm sorry. He's finished in second place so much. I'm pretty sure he's used to it. And if anything, I think it's going to light a fire. He's a pro. And my confidence model ranks number five, my aggregate model number four, my overall stat model ranks number three. Does struggle putting on Bermuda, but I'm okay with that. Um, this is a municipal course, right? So it's a public course. I, I'm not too concerned about the difficulty. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard and challenging for these golfers. They've never been there before. But still, it's not a course that's on to a rotation. Tony Finau's in play. Um Next guy I'm going to mention just as like an ownership shade, and if this keeps going down, he's in play as well, and that's Brooks Kepka. Um, doesn't necessarily grade out super high anywhere. Um, even my projection models, he's in, he's in the, like the top 30, where he does grade out well, I guess, is the overall stat model. But other than that, he's outside the top 10 in every other stat category. So it, it's one thing to say, but he did win at the Waste Management, 38th the Genesis, so we, we're seeing some good form. Going back to Brooks is not a bad idea. You can obviously bet him, too. He's got pretty decent on the, on the back card. Daniel Berger withdrew last weekend after winning at the AT&T Pro-Am. I am going to go back to him here at 9,300. The guy's just been too good for too long now. Seventh at the Sony, did miss the cut the Waste Management, but then won at the AT&T. We're seeing scoring, scoring, scoring. We're seeing great putting at Bermuda. We're seeing him in the top 10 of my aggregate model, top 10 of my confidence model. Great Vegas odds. And of course, last but not least, he's done very well in WGC events. He, he ranks 12th in this type of style of event. In terms of my projection model, ranks number eight. The last two guys in this 9K range that's going to round it off for me is Webb Simpson and Colin Morikawa. The reason I like going back to Morikawa, everyone talked about the change in putter grip. And guess what? He was like dead last with the new putter grip. It was not going for him. It was not working. And we know now we're going back to Bermuda Greens. We're switching it all up. He's switching his putter grip. Why would anyone go back to, to Kyle Morikawa? But lo and behold, he's one of the best approach players in the game. 
I'm going to take him on this course. He's played here before. Um, so is DeChambeau. They played here before back in college. They've won here before. So Morikawa was on my radar. And of course, Webb Simpson. I think he just goes over. He just goes lower owned. People are not going to gravitate towards towards Webb when you look at this 9K, 10K, 11K range. Webb Simpson's going to be the forgotten man. He's going to get reduced ownership. Second that with Patrick Reed, another guy who oftentimes when fields are loaded, get ignored, right? So if you can fit them in your core plays, I think most definitely that reduced ownership gets you different. It makes your lineups unique and they are in play as well. The AK range, again, you got a lot of great golfers here, but I'm actually going to stick pretty steady with what's been working well lately. And that's Will Zalatoris down at $8,000. 8,000 on DraftKings for Will Zalatoris for a guy who has been playing extremely good golf. Kind of faded on the weekend, and that's okay. He did finish in 15th, so it's a top 20 finish. But this guy's price reduction is insane. He's down $8,000. Now, I get that people are in the field that that are going to change the pricing of some of these guys. But the fact that Sung J.M., who has not played on PGA Tour since the Waste Management Phoenix Open, where he tied Will Zalatoris, Zalatoris since then has made every cut, 55th at the AT&T, 15th at the Genesis. I'm kind of curious why the Terminator is getting so much more love than Zalatoris, but both are in play. Don't get me wrong. Sungjae Im is in play. WGST events does very well. I have not seen Zalatoris at a WGC, so maybe that's probably potentially why that price is reduced so much, but we have seen some excellent play. Um, going into the other 8K plays that I like, Hideki Matsuyama and Joaquin Neiman. Both of these guys, solid with their irons, solid in approach. Uh, Neiman is just dead, dead eye aim right now, and he's scoring like crazy at 8,100. He's a lot of value here. Ranks sixth in my overall stat model, eighth in my confidence model, so I really, really like Neiman. He's coming in really chalky, don't get me wrong, but it's kind of hard. You're going to have to eat chalk here somewhere when you're building your lineups. It's such a small field, right? So constructing your lineups is the key. You could get different elsewhere and still eat chalk in places. Remember, you have six golfers that you're rostering. It's not just one. You don't need to get different everywhere. Then, of course, we know Decky. We know the upside that's there. We've seen him win on tour before. The putter's got to get hot. When the putter gets hot, the putts go down. The birdie's scoring, and Decky is unstoppable. So we're going to go to the 7K range, and it's kind of hard for me to get below this range because that 6K range is kind of like an abandonment of abyss of guys that they don't get the value finishing top 25. You need to finish top 10. You need all six of your guys in the top 10 if you're going to win a GPP. That's the size of this event. So I like going with guys with upside. So we're going with Usti at 7,900, Matt Wolf at 7,600, Sergio at 7,500, Ortiz at 7,300, Palmer at 72, and Kiz at 7,000. Now, Kiz at WGC events, his projection model ranks top 10 at 7k i'll take that any day of the week projection stat i have him top 15 and of course the course style has him at 10th overall so i like kisner in this spot um in terms of like what is best about him he's kind of middle of the road putting right and he hasn't played much recently the last time we saw kisner was on pga tour anyway it was at the sony he finished 32nd and I'm going to take shots on the 7K Kisner, who's going to be playing four rounds. First round might be kind of shaky. Don't get me wrong, especially when you got this kind of layoff back, like on tour. We were arguing about this last week with Morikawa. Sure, he played overseas, but I'm sorry. Playing in Dubai is not like playing 
on PGA Tour. It's just not. It's different golf. It's more challenging. There's going to be bumps in the road. I anticipate that with Kevin Kistner, but I anticipate by round four, we'll see a competitive golfer there. Uh, Going top down now, Louis always competes in these loaded fields. It's hard not to play him here. He is going to be popular. Don't get me wrong. We're looking at Louis Usti at almost 16% ownership. And then you look at everyone else in this 7K range. Only a few are getting double-digit ownership, and that's Ortiz, Palmer, and uh, Bezudnut. So we're, we're, we're looking at some interesting plays here in terms of ownership. So if you want to leverage, Matt Wolf is at 5-6% ownership right now. Sergio Garcia, 5-6% ownership right now. Uh, these are most definitely leverage plays with guys who I think have incredible upside. You look at Sergio at WGC events. He ranks 18th in the field in terms of DraftKings scoring at WGC events. Of course, that's a long career of WGC events, but still. Matt Wolf, um, for the course style projection, I got him second overall in terms of this actual tournament, 17th overall. I do like his approach historically. Um, The thing is, he's been off lately. So if you are going to go Matt Wolf, you might get some leverage to the field because he just has not been very good. We saw 64th at the Genesis, 36th at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We had a withdraw at the Farmers. There's always the concern about injury with that withdraw. Is he fighting through something? So um, we're going to work on that. If I hear anything, I'll tweet it out there. But Matt Wolf for me is in play just to get different. And, of course, Sergio Garcia, 7,500. He used to be in my don't play list, but the guy has kind of redeemed himself recently in the in the way I like playing him. You're going to have to eat chalk somewhere. I don't mind going to Ortiz. I don't mind going to Palmer. Um, I don't even mind going to Bubba here. And, of course, you know, I, I would look at guys who live in Florida, right? Guys who are down here all the time and potentially could have played here a few times. So, Jason Kokrak is incredibly low owned for, for being someone who's in top 30 in the official world golf rankings. He's $7,100. He's projected at sub 5% ownership. You could go back to Cokes, man, and I wouldn't hate it. And then I wouldn't hate going to Lowry either, especially if these guys in single digit ownership who do have that out, upside. Issue with Lowry, he's been playing overseas. Um, so we have not seen him on PGA Tour at all. Um, but the, the thing is, is that it's Shane Lowry, man, you know, open championship winner two years ago. Um, so we, we are looking at a, a Shane Lowry who, for me, I, I, I think he fits this tournament very well. Shane Lowry now at the Saudi back in early February, finished 29th before that he played at Dubai and he finished 27th. So we are seeing some top 30 finishes um, and then played at the Abu Dhabi in, in late January and missed the cut. So he's not necessarily in the best form, probably similar to the Masters when we saw him struggle there. Um, he might be working some kinks out of his game. And, of course, Kokrak, we kind of already mentioned him. But that, that that's what we're looking at, this 7K range. So the next question is, who's our can't do it, man? Who are we not going to play this weekend? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, 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 hell no. Can't do it. So this is everyone's favorite segment. Can't do it, won't do it. Golfers that are going to be double digit owned that we can not play. This is interesting because it's a WGC event and you're going to have to make choices, you know, somewhere. But for me, that 
player is Tommy Fleetwood. It's not that I don't like Tommy Fleetwood, it's just I don't want to pay for Tommy Fleetwood. He has had similar results as Shane Lowry. At the Saudi finished 26th, at Dubai finished 17th, at Abu Dhabi finished top 10. So he's doing better, I'm sorry, than Shane Lowry, but still no wins. No wins on the European Tour, but he has been playing golf. Thing is though, man, he just doesn't pop in my model. And we have seen Fleetwood do well at, at WGC events before. Don't get me wrong. Like even even for this specific event, when it's down in Mexico, we saw him finish at second in 2017. Again, the key for you this week is to get all six golfers, not just in top 25, not top 20, but top 10. If you want to get the GPP win, you got to get all six golfers in the top 10. Right now, Tommy Fleetwood coming in at 14, 15%. I don't know if that number is going to go up or down over these next couple days. But the fact is, if that stays double-digit ownership, Tommy Fleetwood can't do it, can't trust you, can't trust you historically at WGC events. Don't like your projection here with ranking 42 overall. So no thank you for that. So Tommy Fleetwood can't do it. Martin Pillar, he is a monster. He is a monster. Miscut, miscut. Martin Pillar, I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar, miscut, miscut. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar, <laughs> a monster. I guarantee he will make the cut. So this brings us to the cut line segment MG Monsters and Guarantee where we will look at this 6K range and try to dissect that guys that we believe are not going to finish top 25, top 20, top 15, top 10, but guys who have a shot at top 5, top 10, top 5, that's what we're looking at. The problem is they're pretty common names, right? Victor Perez, yes. Answer, yes. Lanto, yes. Sebastian Munoz, yes. EVR, yes. Those are the five that I'm looking at potentially landing top five positions. I know there are names in here that have been successful before. It's just I'm not buying it. I'm not loving it. First of all, for EVR, for Sebastian Munoz, and for Victor Perez, all three of them ranked in the top 10 in WGC events. Now, mind you, Limited sample size for all three. <clears throat> Limited sample size. But at 6K, I've seen the success here from these three golfers at WGC events. I'll take it. We talk about Rick Rungood all the time on this show. Lanto Gervin is sub 7K. He talks about how he always delivers in the 6K range. A little bit different exist, uh, ex- experience here with the WGC event. Different criteria, obviously, but Lanto's in play. I'm going to play Lanto Griffin. Had him last weekend. Didn't show up in terms of top 25. He was part of the MG, but he finished 26th. So it doesn't count, but he is in decent form. 7th at the Farmers, 26th last week. So that is good to see. And then last is Abraham Answer. I love that he's coming off a miscut. I think that's going to reduce his ownership, but we've seen the upside at WGC events for Answer, especially at $6,800. I am not going to drop below that 6,200 EVR to anyone who's below him. And in fact, below the 6,500 for Munoz, I'm not going to Champ. I'm not going to Kucher. I'm not going to Todd. Uh, you know, Ray, Kim, it's just not going to happen. I don't think these guys can compete with the, with the tournament field for four straight days. 
even some of these 6K guys, it's hard to swallow. If you're going into 3MAX, I most definitely would pay up and stay within that 7K, 8K, 9K top tier range. Do not deviate from that because you guys will got the potential to win this tournament. So if you get you know, six of the top six in your lineups, you are going to be obviously crushing, but that's what you need to do at the WGC events. That's why you need to limit your exposure this weekend, limit how much you're going to play, even limit how much you're going to gamble. By the way, there's a good tournament down in Puerto Rico that you can gamble on and make a lot of money. So make sure you guys check that out. All right. That's it. Let's roll out of here. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. So that's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the cut lines breakdown of the WGC workday at the concession club. Join us next week as we break down one of my favorite tournaments, if not my second top five, somewhere in that range favorite tournament, the API, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Go see some JM again down in there. Want to thank Fanshare Sports. Want to thank PGA Tour. Want to thank Fantasy National. Join us next week. API. Go and get them on Sunday. <laughs>